1: Running Things
0: with Donovan Bailey. Hello out there. We are back for another episode of Running Things with Donovan Bailey and myself, co-host Simon Jane. How you doing, Donovan?
1: I'm here, man. This is, today's an awesome day. A great um, kind of fall day, a great day for golf. And unfortunately, I did not uh, have have a chance to get out and play today, but uh, I think that I want to get out at some point this week.
0: It was actually a really nice fall day. Um, kind of on cue, right? September 1st and just like a little breezier, a little uh, little. I wouldn't say chillier, but it was certainly not it's not like uh, humid hot like it's been for like the last two weeks.
1: Well, well for me, it's, it's definitely chilly and I felt that because, uh, you know, as a Jamaican <laughs> and also someone who l- lived in the south in the US, I love it. Warm and 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 muggy that you can almost chew the humidity. I love it that way. So today was a little lighter. And and definitely, you know, I'm wearing a hoodie right now because it's it's a little cool for me.
0: Yeah, okay. I forgot. I, it's it cuts coming up a lot now that you lived in Texas. Texas is making the news these days for all the wrong reasons. But uh, <laughs> it seems like they're going backwards there. Everything uh, is big in Texas. Man. Everything is big in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know we've talked the Sha'Carri Richardson thing to death, but... I just wanted to know, do you put anything? Cause last episode we talked about taunting and, um, sort of like using social media as a tool to like potentially also taunt. And, uh, there, there was a, a moment last week where there was a, I wouldn't say it was like racist or anything like that, but there was definitely a tweet that someone, um, worded that was a little offensive to, I think Caribbean people, Jamaican specifically. And it was, quote unquote, liked by Shakari Richardson, which created obviously a whole whirlwind of commentary on that. And it's like, so I just wanted to follow up with you about, you know, how we felt about the taunting and commentary and like razzing your opponent. And, you know, if it's just being taken too far right now, because, you know, everything is
1: polarizing online. Well, one, uh, I, st- I still have to get comfortable online myself. Uh, <laughs> but but, but, I, but here's the issue for me. Whatever it is that you do online, or whatever you like online, and if you're going to bully someone online, let's understand that it's going to come back at you anyway. Sure. And so, uh, you know, and so for me, yeah, I did see the story about um, Shakari uh, liking something that really she probably shouldn't have. I mean, probably you know, shouldn't if, have. No. If I was part of her team or an advisor, I'd say, listen, you got to understand now. You've got the biggest platform, and any single, every single breath you take and every move you make is being watched and being monitored and, and, being, and, and obviously being uh, brought to uh, conventional media. You know? So I would tell her not to. Uh, also, in sports, you got to understand, I'm just thinking that in sports, especially in track and field, you live and die by the moment. And so there is a ton of people watching her compete every single time. There's a ton of Jamaicans. I mean, Jamaicans probably... Very prideful people. We are uh, the most passionate and patriotic people on the planet. And I'm saying that, you know, whatever it is that she's got to be careful about that stuff. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to criticize Jamaicans or Caribbean people or Africans or whomever, understand that that very same set of people can come back at you and be relentless. Uh, so understand that if you're an athlete uh, and you live and die by whether or not you win or lose, man, you better go undefeated for the rest of your life, <laughs> and, and, and 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 you better and you better be breaking world records every single time you go on. I mean, Shikari runs uh, in a couple of days in Brussels, and uh, you know we will see how that works. I mean, she's, she, she's 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 going to become. I think there's going to Elaine Thompson is waiting for her, right? And, and, and so is uh, Sharika Jackson. So, so she's got two Jamaicans representing the whole culture of Jamaica. Only, in, only two in this race. Well, only two in that race. But oh, those they're are giving two, someone
0: else a chance for well, a change.
1: Well, those two are those two are very well positioned and obviously very well might might be damn well overqualified to to, <laughs> to, uh, to, to take her on. So um, it's going to be interesting to see the race. Uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, this really is about social media. One, I think that it's a, it's an incredible tool that can be used for fantastic good. Agreed. Fantastic greatness. But also understand that it can go the other way very fast. And if you're not careful, it will and can destroy you. Uh, very well said. And uh, I agree
0: 100%. And uh, I think that... Uh, you know, if these athletes are going to continue or if we're going to continue to pump out athletes at younger and younger ages, there needs to be some, some type of, uh, I wouldn't say accountability because that's strong, but I mean, at least some type of, of training or tutelage that would no, keep no. them.
1: No, no. It, well, you're right. It, it, first of all, in track and field, and, and I say this because as an individual, it's an individual sport. In golf, you have to be responsible, So whether or not you're – if you're in tennis, you've got to be responsible. And in track and field, the same way. So if you're an 18-year-old phenom uh, in any one of those sports, at the end of the day, you are responsible for everything you do, everything you say, everything you eat. Like, you are responsible for everything. So so I think that uh, being responsible uh, is very important. I I think that very – a lot of the young athletes in any individual sports whatsoever – One of the greatest, I mean, apart from personality, everyone has their own unique personality. Every single human being does. But it's very important to understand, uh, you know, the weight that social media can carry. It's also very important to understand your own ambassadorial role to sell your sport. Um, It's very important also to understand that all the good that you can do with your platform, it can be reversed on you again. If you don't harness the responsibility, so uh, you know Shakari, I'm, I'm sure she knows what's happening. And 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 ultimately for me, uh, anytime I see young athletes or young people for that matter get into any one of these situations, uh, the first thing I I always ask, or I especially if I know someone on their team is, does this young athlete has media training, and do they actually understand, you know, the the weight or the level of responsibility that's just been put on their shoulders regardless if they want it or not
0: yeah i would just give my social media accounts up i'd just be like i don't want to do this you just you hire somebody and just let me train and just be the best athlete i can be i just you know i say that because i'm not 18 and surrounded by people that want to get at me but you know that that would be my head thinking on it anyway
1: well i mean uh, from, from a brand management perspective i think that's very important i mean i think that if Shakari is whether she's a Nike I think she's, I think she's a Nike athlete I
0: think she is yeah yeah
1: so I mean yeah, it's very important for someone like Nike to say you know what we're gonna from a from a brand perspective we're gonna help guide you uh, so that you're gonna get the very you're gonna get the most and very best. Out of this opportunity,
0: I mean, this sets up a, a nice sort of like unity, liberal for all Nike ad down the road, right? With like absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Nike has been very good at at presenting those marketing opportunities. Yeah, they have.
0: Um, in uh, in in sort of, I guess, more pleasant sports news, uh, if you want to look at it that way, um, there seems to be, and I, I, I'm glad this actually happened because I wanted to take because you know you yourself also a businessman. So you know, one thing that has sort of consumed you, or at least occupied a large portion of your life at this point now, aside from sports, is is business, right? You know? And you it, it, you enjoy it. It sets you on fire. Like being a businessman is something that you take a great deal of pride in.
1: Yeah, well, it's the greatest. I mean, well, first of all, I mean, sports was sports was something that uh, created an incredible adrenaline rush that can't be surpassed by anything. I agree, and and I think that. Most athletes, uh, obviously, when they've retired or when they can no longer physically play sport, uh, what exists within them is that massive competitive burning flame, you know, called to, competitiveness. To win. To win, to, to yeah. be a champion again. and, and business, uh, And business and business opportunities are those things, I think, that stimulate an athlete. Uh, stimulate a retired athlete i mean golf stimulates all of us but sometimes uh you know n- none of us are always going to have the physical tools to be a tiger woods or whatever
0: uh, most but, of but,
1: us <laughs> most of us but uh, but yeah uh you know from a business perspective uh the greatest stimulation post uh professional career is business so i mean i'm, I'm always down to to discuss um Sports business, the business of sport, or sport people being in business or doing business.
0: Well, here we have it then. So the latest headline, and you know, we're still kind of formulating uh, how, how concrete the deal is, but it seems as though ABG, uh, which is the company that Shaquille O'Neal is an um, investor in, uh, he has a, a large portion of their shares, so people basically say that he is involved with the company, and uh, has successfully convinced ABG to purchase Reebok. Um, from adidas for what they're saying is approximately 2.4 billion dollars so uh you know is it unusual for a shoe company to be sold no is it unusual for a shoe company to be sold to a former basketball player yes
1: you know what when i when i hear you say that i mean one i'm so proud uh that's you know and i'm proud as an athlete first and and i think that um i want to address that i mean as i think athletes when I when I hear about the deal, first of all, I hope that this is done. I hope it's <laughs> solid. Uh, I hope that uh, I hope that Shaquille is uh, is is definitely um, you know one of the big shareholders in this. He has done from a brand perspective, and for and for someone who transcended his sport and still continues to be you know very viable today. He's just awesome, right? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal has has been exemplary. In in, in 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 just transforming his brand from the basketball court uh to the boardroom. Uh obviously you have someone like Magic Johnson who's also done a great job. Uh Michael Jordan has done incredible. But there's a lot of We'll, the we'll young get athletes. to Michael, yeah. Yes. Um but if this deal is true, I'm truly proud. I've definitely had the opportunity to sit down and, and have chats with Shaquille O'Neal and he's one of the most incredible mm-hmm. humans there are. This deal would say would say a lot, not just for um, first of all, we all know he's a black athlete, and uh, and and we don't even need to address that because what this does is inspire uh, generations of black kids around the world that not only can they buy a shoe that's owned by a guy, a major shareholder of an ownership group, uh, but they can also become an owner one day. So this to me, this is one of those trail trailblazing moments for me, and and I think that if this is true and Shaq uh, and his team has put together this deal to buy Reebok from Adidas this will be one of the best and most incredible acquisitions ever because we all know uh that it's going to be supported
0: oh yeah I mean I'm sure there'll be a a plethora of of younger or relevant basketball players today that are going to come on join on that lineup you know as long as the shoes don't suck we should be okay
1: well, you know what? I mean, you know, what? I, I, I've never worn, I've never had a deal with, with, with Reebok. I, I've been with Adidas my whole life. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I was with Nike for about three months um, <laughs> and, then, and then I was stolen by Adidas. Um, so they have always had good shoes. I mean, I, I think, unfortunately, maybe uh, they were owned uh, by Adidas. Maybe the focus was on, on just keeping Adidas itself afloat. Uh, so it's always it's I'm very am sure it's very difficult to run two shoe brands. It,
0: it would be I think really difficult to separate those brands when you're when you're talking about creative strategies and all these different things, right? But
1: but ultimately, yes, I understand that. But ultimately, um, the the consumer doesn't know. Yeah. And 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 what what you have is clearly loyalty to shoe, uh, because all the sneakers out there. I mean, they know Adidas and they know Nike's and they know all the other uh, you know Mizuno's lesser known brands. Uh, out there you know so in this case though in thinking of this acquisition and hoping that this acquisition is is absolutely true and hope that more media people I, i i mean i'm a little i'm a little pissed off at that actually because if this the case this should be headline news on every single conventional tv station every single you know, a new stream around the planet. If this, if this is true.
0: And you don't want to say it, right? Like you don't want to outrightly say everything like you, your gut reaction or your knee jerk reaction to anything. You don't always want it to be, well, this is racist or this is, this is because he's black. But you know, if this deal has been approved if this is a con- concrete sale um, of this brand, you can't help but wonder how- if Tom Brady was buying it or Peyton Manning was buying it, or even like Mark Wahlberg was buying it, that it would be bigger news.
1: Uh, like I said, I I just want to confirm that this is real. Because yeah. if, if this is real, if this is real and this is like this is real today and this concrete today, and it's not on every single conventional business uh news channel, outlet, yeah, uh regular news channel. Uh, or or online stream, then yeah, we're gonna discuss that in the next episode. <laughs> uh, but but uh, but for sure, I mean, I want to make sure that this is real, this is true. Uh, if if this is true, first of all, Shaquille O'Neal, my boy, congratulations to you and your team. Uh, this would pro- this will probably be one of the greatest acquisitions you you ever will ever will do. Uh, you and your team certainly can focus on making this shoe. Uh, a direct competitor, an equal competitor to the other two uh, big shoe companies, Nike um, and, and Adidas. So, if this is true, man, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to them doing incredible things, uh, and also seeing someone like Shaq, you know, as the elder statesman and the owner, essentially kind of doing almost like what Magic Johnson is doing with, with you know with the Dodgers and what he's done in so many of his other incredible business ventures. Uh, but Shaq from the boardroom and also a lot of these, you know, schoolyard kids picking up Reebok and wearing Reebok and repping Reebok uh, to its maximum because Shaq is now an owner.
0: We're going to take a quick break and we'll return in a minute. Selling a little or a lot.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: And, you know, and this is an important part or important play uh, in, I think, the grand scheme or the history, I should say, of, of sports and CEOs and, and athletes turning business, um, business moguls, because, you know, with like with everything else, if you look at athleticism right now, it, much like anything else, it's getting younger and younger. We are training people to be better athletes at younger ages. And that I think is also becoming slightly true with business. So, you know, whereas Shaq, His career has been exemplary. We don't have to talk about that. But, you know, where he's coming at it now to have put himself in a position to buy this company is massive. And then you sort of like do the trickle-down effect and see, well, what other... Where else is sports and business intersecting now that it wasn't before? And the big glaring one to me is obviously the
1: NCAA. Right. Yes. The biggest grassroots training program for most sports on the planet.
0: And arguably outputting, you know, if we're going to use... Race as a topic, a, a large portion of black athletes.
1: Well, I mean, they, they, well, depending on the sport, but yes, a big part. I mean, obviously, uh, people are utilizing scholarship opportunities, but I, I guess, I guess, what you're trying to say is the best athletes in the world are black. Maybe some of them.
0: <laughs> I, I would say a lot. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's. I, I don't know what the ratio is or the number, and it, it obviously, doesn't truly matter. But you know, one of the things that the NCAA has always been accused of is marginalizing. Um, athletes, athletes, right. and unfortunately a large p- percentage of those athletes are, are people of, are, 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 minorities. So for years, I mean, the, the big argument, so for anyone that's not really understanding what we're talking about when we say NCAA recently, the NCAA, uh, changed its regulations so that for the first time in history, and this has been a topic for a long time, uh, for the first time in history, NCAA university or college athletes can profit on their name and image, which up until last year, 2020, was impossible.
1: A few months ago, it wasn't. It, wasn't, it was even this it, it year. Was, okay, so 2021. It, it wasn't last year. Was
0: impossible. So you know, everyone from Michael to Magic to everyone I can think of has, has said, "Though this is LeBron for sure." This uh, this is a. An, an, an injustice, you
1: know. Right. Well, LeBron never went to college, so yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess he's he's one he's he's one of the guys who who essentially is leading the pack and making sure that 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 this this law is now in place. One, I've never believed, and I've never believed in the business model of the NCAA. Now, get, handing out scholarships, we all know that those kids have to be academically sound. And they, they definitely have to have physical tools in order to receive a scholarship. Schools are not just, you know, going out the street and handing scholarships to anyone, every tall uh, woman or man walking to a basketball No, there
0: needs to be a talent base right. there, right? Well, yeah,
1: so, um, so I'm saying to you that, that and, and, and yes, largely that could be, uh, you know, anyone, uh, maybe in could, could be in the African-American community because they are also looking for opportunities uh, to get better. Now, I've never believed in a business model. So here's, here's my thought on this. The NCAA finally coming around and paying athletes for the image, name, and brand is an absolute uh, welcome uh, situation for me. So you are for it. I am 100% for it. I mean, I think that, um, I think that there's a lot of kids that's been exploited uh, many, many years, many, many But well, I guess every single year up until this year, uh, kids have been completely and totally exploited. So my thought has always been, and this is maybe where the business person comes with me. If, if some, I own my image, I own my brand, I own my name, I I own, I own all those things. So if someone is profiting, then I deserve to have a percentage of that. Now the business model of track and field is, is very much like, uh, the NCAA where, if you are a track and field athlete or, or an Olympic athlete, we'll say, uh, representing your country, you actually you would literally sign a contract saying that you know the the Olympic committee, you know, or athletics committee of that country owns those things as long as you're competing under uh, the, under, under those the nation. flags. Right now, so two things uh, that I'll address. One, I'll let you, I'll address the NCAA first. If, you, if you're using an athlete's name, face, image, brand, whatever, if there's a massive uh, sponsorship, if there is an incredible media contract, then that athlete needs to be paid for it. Now, do I believe that that athlete should be given a check? No. I think that there should be a trust set up in that athlete's name. They can obviously tell him or her that they have... X number of dollars for them is placed in a trust. That trust is handed to the athlete when that athlete either graduates or when that athlete goes pro. That to me, it can, it keeps things, uh, it makes it less sloppy uh, for an athlete and an athlete's lawyer and an athlete's parents to be negotiating with a chancellor for university, or a million-dollar or, yeah. or a massive uh, accounting firm—that that's just what I think. Now, very much the same way, I think that in, in, in track and field, I think that's exactly what should happen. I mean, imagine if you know Carl Lewis was getting a piece of the uh, NBC contract with the IOC. Or Linford Christie or myself or someone like Usain Bolt, which is like next level. I mean, imagine, uh, you know, whatever the 90 billion or 100 billion dollar contract signed with the IOC. You have the guy, the number one athlete who's filling seats. He's the one putting the, the butts he in the seats. He the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that person now getting... Getting a piece of the action. So it means that him being the number one athlete in the world, number one star at the Olympic Games, do I think he deserves a, a $100 million for just helping the Olympics be the most watched event in the world? Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I'm just saying to you, so, my, so both my thoughts are very much the same. With the NCAAs, every athlete that you're using, they absolutely deserve to get paid. Do you send a check to them every weekend? No. Put it in trust. Uh, you know, let them be students, let them, let them live the student let, life, let them stay hungry. Yeah. And, and when that when that athletes, gra- when he graduates, he or she graduates or turn pro, just hand over that trust uh, to that athlete. And in track and field, definitely. I think that the greatest and biggest stars are definitely entitled uh, to one, own their brand. Two, be partners with their 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 Olympic committees as well as the International Olympic Committee, and definitely share in some of the incredible revenue that these associations are taking in.
0: Yeah, because that's the rub for me, right? So uh, I agree with everything you just said. These universities, the the ones that are are going and and recruiting these these you know athletes from wherever they find them, you know, small, right. they're making billions, right? And and a lot of these coaches. Who uh, are coaching these kids? These phenoms are making millions, and then you they're have, not
1: millions, Simon. I mean, there's there, I, I can't some mean, coaches are making a million, in, in, no, no, the no, 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 no. Let, yeah, let me finish my thought. For instance, when you think at NCAA football, it's a rare find when you have uh, a coach that's not making making less than five million dollars a year, that's, or okay. ten million dollars a
0: year. Yes, I misunderstood what you said. Hundred percent,
1: right. right? So, and, and so these coaches are making. They're making tens of millions of dollars. Some of them each um, per year. Yes, they have the heavy lifting of churning out these kids into being stars. But if you're using those kids to sell your product, any product whatsoever, then you deserve that. I mean, when I, I can't like I can't imagine, uh, you know, in college, where athletes' jerseys are flying off the shelves. Flying in some flying cases. Flying off the shelves. Yeah. And those athletes are getting zero.
0: Zero, and worse than that, some of them get into trouble, or they get fined, or they get they lose an an award or an accolade because their agent took them to dinner or, or something something that just just barely makes it over the line of an NCAA regulation. You know, we have the curious case of, and this is coming up a lot recently, of course, because of the regulations. Uh, Reggie Bush, um, who it wasn't just another. Student athlete. He was the student athlete. He received the Heisman Trophy um, in two thousand and five, which was stripped from him because of alleged uh, NCAA regulations, all relating to income. And we're not even talking millions here. We're talking something way less formidable than that. But uh, they took it from him. And so, you know, to the to this to the moment right now, to the letter we are, and the minute we are speaking in, he has not. Been given his accolades back.
1: Yeah, you know what? Unfortunately for Reggie, sometimes when you're when you're the first, uh, people want to take that pound of flesh. So, do I believe that Reggie should get his? Should have all these awards? Absolutely. Uh, should he have his Heisman Trophy? One hundred percent. Now, it's always been, uh, you know, I've been on campus um, at LSU Louisiana State University and at the University of Texas. So I fully understand. The NCAA, some of these NCAA's rules, and some of them are absurd. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if someone takes an athlete out for lunch, again, we're not, uh, as you said, Simon, this is not about tens of millions of dollars. Yes, we know that sometimes there's boosters and so forth. But if you can't take an athlete out to lunch, forget about an agent. If, uh, if, if you're with your coach and your coach, if you're, if you're the star quarterback, we'll say you're the star quarterback at University of Texas. And the coach decides to take the star quarterback out. He can't pay for dinner, you know. I'm just saying that that would be a violation. Like some, of, some of the and yeah, I think some, it you, is. a you violation. Know, some, of, some of the NCAA violations are just absurd. Uh, but so I'm glad that there's a turn. I'm glad that some, you know, some of these legislations uh, have changed. Uh, that allow a little bit more leeway and also allow some of these athletes to participate in the things that they're doing, like, you know, at the moment. They don't have to wait. They don't have to wait to, you know, someone, the coach can say, hey, we're going to take the team out to dinner because we just won, uh, you know. Pac-10
0: championship
1: we, or whatever. We just yeah. won the Sun Bowl, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you should be able to say, okay, the coach is really going to put that on the on the corporate credit card for the whole 60 people that are on the team. That to me is something that should be a normal thing. 100%. Uh, just like any CEO, you know, company goes public, all of a sudden, you know, you know the IPO it at a great price and, and he decides going to take the entire firm out, uh, you know, for a shindig and everyone, and, 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 and that shindig is paid for by him or her. Uh, you know, so ultimately, again, I'm glad that that, that we're out at, of we're at place right now. But yeah, the, the NCAA, you know, one... The NCAA system is changing. Uh, Reggie should get his trophy. Um, And I'm very happy that the athletes today are definitely going to benefit from past athletes and current athletes who have been asking and preaching and wanting this law to change. So, you know, young athletes, be thankful to those people that have been instrumental in ensuring that this law uh, is, is, uh, is at the places at today where certainly, uh, you all be benefiting.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and the one thing that you, you briefly touched on there that is, I think of the most important in this situation is that, you know, not only like 90, like 90 something percent of NCAA athletes, that's the end of it. They don't, right. they don't go on to create About
1: 90,
0: 99.9%. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Is it even that high? One,
1: yeah. One one percent of it's one, perc- it's less than 1% of, of, uh, of all athletes make it to the next level where they can After afford college, where they can afford uh to make a living wage from their athletic talents. Right. So it's less than 1%. So a lot way of them, less than 1%. A
0: lot of them peaked in, in university and college. Right, 100%. And, and they were not able to make any. So, that, so for, to me, that's, that's right there. That's one thing that needed to be corrected for sure. And then, of course, because we were talking about like Shaquille O'Neal, um, you know, what it must do for these young athletes now that are coming up from this moment forward to get business acumen started so young, you know.
1: Well, well, uh, well first of all, I mean, and, and I'm not saying this as an athlete. I think that if you 're a human being then and, and you've and definitely you've put the work in, then you should own your image brand name, and you should be given the rewards for all of that uh, what, one of the great things about you know reiterating what you just said, Simon, one of the great things about what Shaq is doing, and again, I want to make sure and hope that this is real and and, and, and it 's final and that sale is final then that, that ink is dry, is that yes, there are young incredible athlete their future stars that are just born today uh, that can see an owner that looks just like them and that will send uh, massive waves through every single community uh where people can aspire not only to be uh athlete be an athlete be a college athlete but also you know be a professional athlete and be an owner and that's incredible
0: yeah, and you know, up until this point, I think there was only really one major, I mean, Jordan, I think, stands out as the, as the athlete who has, has turned his brand into probably the most iconic in, in all of the world. I don't think there was a single nation on the, on the face of the earth that wouldn't recognize the jump man now.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan again, you know, one, blessed, two, lucky. He, he had some great supportive staff around him. His agent was fantastic. And uh, when they decide to do the deal, it was, a, it was an incredible time, an incredible, an incredible deal at the time. And, and certainly he has shown uh, exactly how it is that you can do business uh, where, you know, refusing cash, taking some equity, uh, running his own brand underneath the, the, the Nike brand. And now it's one of the greatest brands for Nike, one of the most profitable brands uh, for Nike. So again, uh, it kudos had, its, to Jordan, it's, uh, had its first
0: ever billion dollar quarter last year.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, again, and it's going to continue to grow. So, yeah. if, so, if, so if Jordan is doing that uh with just a portion, I mean, the, the 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 Jumpman 23 brand, uh Jordan brand is a part of the Nike brand. Imagine what Shaquille can do having all of Reebok.
0: I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he can make it just as big. You know, I'm hoping he can make it just as wild and just as as po- wildly popular as as the Jordan brand. Although it's going to be a huge undertaking to do that. But, but
1: listen, there's no yeah. doubt. And 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 again. Someone who has, you know, again, support system, and, and the support system is not it's not a black thing. It's not. This not for me. Sometimes it's not. It's not about this—a black-owned shoe brand. Uh, I think Shaquille O'Neal happens to be black. I mean, and and, and it's kind of it was someone when, when someone asked me about the Olympics and being, being a black athlete. I'm like, well, uh, there's there's 205 countries that compete, <laughs> right? And and, and from. It's from. It's from every walk of life. Uh, you know, and, and every single culture. Every single country in the world puts a 100-meter guy out there. And and so Shaquille, and I know this for a fact, Shaquille O'Neal wants to be known as a great businessman. That businessman happened to look, look big seven-foot black guy. That is smart as hell. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think that the number one thing that he wants uh, to be known as is an incredible businessman. Uh, what's great about uh, what Shaq is doing is that little kids... Two, three, four-year-old kids not only can wear the shoe, but they can also identify with the owner. And I think that that is a absolute massive trailblazing uh, effort put forth by Shaquille and one of those times in life uh, where, you know, it's really blessed to be in, in this environment and really blessed to be here witnessing something like this.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they, that's what they say. They say a rising tide lifts all boats. So that's what they say. That's what they say. I don't they know who they
1: are, but yes, <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. Well, I mean, in the case of Jordan, right? Who who you can argue uh, took a lot of criticism over the his career for maybe not being as active as one should, or or in the in the sort of social um, commentary.
1: I beg I, you know what? Let me let me cut you off. I beg to differ on that. I I think that it's there are there are activism. I think that here I think that sometimes people. Criticize their own or criticize other people based solely on their own personal efforts. One of the things that we've learned, especially during this pandemic, is that everyone has a voice and on every single level, um, people need to do what's comfortable to them. I know that when I hear or I read, I've had the fortune of meeting Michael Jordan, he's always been someone who led by example. He's a guy who played basketball at the highest level. He wanted to take your head off on the basketball court. And so everyone kind of sit back and be mesmerized at him playing. Now, when he finished basketball, he wanted to be a business guy. And he's a business guy that everybody talked about. And so that's the example that he leads. Is he outside with a placard protesting, you know, whatever he needs to protest? No. But if he's leading by example saying, uh, guys, if you're an athlete and you've made some money, you certainly can formulate a great partnership with one of these brands that you have aligned yourself with. And also, you can continue to be an owner and own things. And And to me, that's probably, for me personally, uh, that's the greatest example because that's that's the model that I follow. I might not necessarily be a guy protesting and doing that and speaking out against things in particular. But I, I definitely want to own my brand, uh, own a business, you know, give back to charity, give off my time. And I know for a fact, that is what Michael Jordan does.
0: Yeah. Like Mike, we all want to be like Mike, you know, and to, and to bring it full circle. He, uh, he actually is now donating a lot of money to social inequalities and, and, uh, um, ensuring that a lot of different communities and, and charities are, are, are getting funding for, um, trying to at least eradicate or change racial inequality in some way. So yeah, as we said before, like Mike, we all want to be like Mike, uh, Yep, that brings us to the end of another episode of Donovan Bailey's Running Things. Uh, I'm your co-host, Simon Jane. Uh, As always, we are powered by ACAST. If you like the show, please review and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. We will talk to you next week.
1: See you next week. Running Things with Donovan Bailey.